<clears throat> so guys, I recorded this episode two weeks ago and life happened plus procrastination and at a point I didn't want to publish it but I listened to it again and I'm like, what the hell? The message is important. I need people to hear this. So in case you hear anything like International Women's Day was four days ago or Happy New Month, <laughs> you now know the reason why. Hi guys. Hello guys. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. Rita Chukriki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Girl Unplugged. It is me, your amazing host, Rita. And today, your girl is on the solo episode. Yes, it's just me and it's just you. And you know how it is. Solo episodes are where we bond, cheese, and kind of catch up with ourselves. You know, I don't know whether I, you you think it's weird, but I just feel like even though I have guests on the show and we get to talk about things, you know, when I come on here, it's more intimate. It's more, you know, let me gist you. you. You don't know what has been happening in my life and all of that. And yeah, that is the vibe for today. I'll be here to share not that, okay, not a lot of things, but I'll be sharing a few things that have changed in my life, you know, personal life updates, what's been happening in my life and in my mind. And um, yeah, before I babble on, first of all, happy new month. Today is the 12th of March. I don't even know whether it is still valid to say happy new month, but yeah, I've not said happy new month to you. So here it is. Happy new month and happy International Women's Day. That was four days ago and I loved the energy this year. Yes, most companies, corporates, organizations, they did what they usually do. Try to capitalize on the hashtag for the day to push agendas that they really aren't keeping in their organizations. Because to be honest, I am beginning to take back seats at certain movements for women especially when it is from a corporate body because how do these people really fight against gender inequality in their workspaces what are the little details what are the things that they keep to to show solidarity to show that they really believe in the cause that they are fighting for because i have worked in an organization where men push for feminist or gender equal rights for women and all that but then when they step down from office maybe they are done with making their speech or they are now comfortable in their spaces that is not the workspace you hear them talk about see now that's in where they take use chop so i no fit you know can they talk like say I don't believe in this and I go talk now because now the thing where they pay me. So in that you begin to deduce that they don't really believe in what they are saying. 
you know they're just using it to make money and if something is paying you or feeding you you got to you know play the part at the part so yeah um i liked the tone of this year because a lot of organizations also um a lot of women not organization now sorry were more in tune with what it was about a lot of people didn't buy that bullshit of i stand with you guys you know i i do this i do that it was more introspective and i loved that because it means that we are beginning to wake up to the realities of not just gender equality and gender advocation but just the fact that we cannot be played anymore we cannot be fooled anymore you know i like that awakening happening among the women folk and that was actually my highlight for this year's international women's day we didn't fall for the usual bullshit but we were we were rooted we were stable to figure out how we wanted the celebration what he wanted what we wanted it to mean for us you know and yeah so so far so good match has been good and like i said i'm here to talk about some things i feel that are important to me at this point share some of my personal beliefs that has changed over the course of time and also some little life updates okay so let's start with the life updates first of all your girl started therapy (laughs) yes i started therapy and it's been a humbling experience i'm not even going to come here and start sounding like it's been amazing oh my god not that there are no good sides to it but to be honest with you guys therapy is not for babies like it's something that takes courage it's something that requires a lot of vulnerability on your part and it's not just about sharing but it's about being vulnerable with yourself of course there's that part of wanting to establish trust with your therapist and all that but that is just like the tip of the iceberg you begin to dig into and if the therapist is a good one i must add this also you find out that you begin to discover layers of yourself that (laughs) scare you layers of yourself that are not palatable and you know If you're not careful, you will abandon the whole process. Because for me, so far, therapy has translated into me meeting myself. My true self and not what I think I am or who I have portrayed myself to others to be. So, (laughs) it's been a humbling experience. It's been a scary experience. But in all of that, I would say that it is a necessary investment that everyone should try to, if you can afford it, invest in yourself, in your well-being. Because a lot of us carry trauma in our bodies, in our minds, and then we go out in the world, we want to be better people, we want to be you know, want to contribute to society in a positive way, but you find out that 
certain things in your past sometimes you're oblivious of them they keep dragging you back they keep coming up they keep limiting you they they just keep hindering your success so yeah your girl started therapy and so far so good at least i've ghosted my therapist once i lied to her she knew that i lied to her actually but yeah apparently it's signs that the therapy is working <laughs> because you know it's not just sitting down having a chit chat with somebody you're just sitting down having a chit chat with somebody about intimate parts of you that you do not want to admit to anyone that you have but not just because you want to have that chit chat but it is like a prerequisite to your healing and getting back to wholeness as a human being it's something i would advise anyone who wants to like take it a notch higher in their well-being mental well-being and happiness to try to do that because at the end of the day there are certain blind spots in our life that we would never see but it takes somebody that is trained and somebody that's is able to help you see them you know and then help you answer the questions for yourself because it's not that they give you answers they lead you they they they, they give you questions that leads you to answers that you produce your own answers for yourself you come to certain awareness so yeah that's that about therapy and your girl has been on a path of slow living. Now, I've been on this path for in the past, let's say, three months now. I started sometime in December. I think the awareness came to me in December. And then I've been practicing the art of slow living in my life. And I, I must tell you, like... So far, if I am to describe what slow living is, it's about a change in one's habits and mindset that makes them present, fully present in the moments that of their lives. So, and I chose this part of slow living because I am somebody that has struggled and battled with anxiety anxiety for the future anxiety for you know what's up with my life what am i what is my life purpose you know such things can give you anxiety because you know you, you're trying to answer these questions and you are using someone else's standard or definition of what purpose is or what it should be or what it should look like so there's this phrase i came across last week that said the only way forward is inward and that is so profound for me because in the current world that we live in right now the only way forward is inward you have to know yourself you have to know things for yourself you know you have to be very very aware of not just yourself but the life you are living and that is what slow living has you know helped me with it's a mindset change that makes me fully present in the now it's not like you're not having goals and plans for the future 
but it doesn't distract you from the now, from your everyday simple life. And so you begin to create, and that's also what I love about it. You begin to create habits that suit your lifestyle, that suit who you are. If you're an introvert, what habits do you engage in that gives you peace, that gives you joy? It could be meditation, it could be reading a book, you know, it could be having a clean space, organizing, having certain aesthetics in your surrounding that makes you feel at home. For me, it's been a lot of things, enjoying the sun in the morning, taking my water, you know, having gardening. I think I've mentioned this somewhere. I have three plants. Okay, no, that's that's wrong. I have five plants now that I tend to, and I have two goldfishes that are my pets. You know, these are things that I know that appeal to me, that kind of give me a sense of um, aliveness, being present. So sometimes I look at my fishes swim. On their own and it is very therapeutic for me because it's not just that they are beautiful but it's also the dynamics of a lot of things the swim pattern the way they are just existing being you know I was telling a friend of mine that gradually I've become affectionate to them because when I look at them there's this you know there's this love and care there's this thing I feel that I just want to care for them And I just admire them. I speak to them, by the way. And, you know, it also helps me with knowing that I am one with nature, you know, and just the beauty of life. But then in a fast-paced world, you find that a lot of things are grappling for your attention. You, you want to do a lot of things at the same time. There's, always, there's this urgency culture that makes people feel like they need to do a lot of things at the same time or else the time will pass them by. And that is one benefit of slow living that I have discovered. Having practiced it for four months now, December, January, February, March, yes. I can tell you that slow living helps you. It's not that you're carefree, right? But you have a sense of urgency. And that sense of urgency drives how you value your time. So you prioritize things by importance, by necessity. Because there are a lot of things in our lives that are not important, but we have classified them or prioritized them as important and not just important, but urgent. And so there are things in our lives that are not necessary, you know, but then when we look around in our society, we find that in a society where trends are the order of the day, you would always want to have what another person have, do what another person is doing just to belong. But how does that suit you? You know, systems of this world also put pressure on us, stress us, and make us want things that we necessarily do not need. And so that is also why I said that for me, it was a path of an awareness that I needed to slow down, discover and identify things that were causing me anxiety and say to myself, okay, girl, what is important to you now? How 
do you get there or how do you get those things or how do you go about those things what are the things that can you know limit you or make you not achieve them how do you get them out of the way and then you build habits around those things routines around those things and you you get consistent with them and before you know it you're living life like there is no problem in the world which is absolutely impossible but you're always in a state of calm to handle issues when they arise and you have insight and depth enough to analyze things i think these days i am more i i said something on my stories one day that being able to regulate your internal critic is a superpower because I do have conversations with myself, both audibly and in my head. So depending on what I am talking about with myself, if it is an argument, I always try to find out where is this leading to? How is this, you know, is this good for me or not good for me? So one exercise I did one day, it wasn't even an exercise. It just came up. I was trying to create a reel. I was trying to, you know, sit down and analyze the different ages in my past. What would they be proud of, you know, of my present self? And while I was writing those things down, things my past self would be proud of, I was so, like, I was so overwhelmed with joy because, you know, this kind of activities, which also brings me to journaling, one of the things that I have incorporated in my slow living life is journaling and doing that you know journaling what my past self is proud of 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 my present self actually opened my eyes to not just the growth that i have gone through but how incredible a human being i am we don't celebrate ourselves enough we don't pause to look at how far we've come, what we have achieved, because there is this constant need for us to get the next thing, achieve the next thing, that we don't take time to take in and celebrate what we have achieved so far. And so in that experience, I was overwhelmed with joy. I was smiling. And somehow, somehow, my inner critic came up and was like, "Eh, you're happy about this, but what of this? You have not done this. You have not achieved this. You have not, you know, it started coming up with things that I am supposedly not meant to be proud of because either, you know, I'm still working on it or I've not even started working on it, but it is there, right? And then suddenly I realized that, yeah, I could have both. Because self-compassion is one of the things that I have also started having for myself. Self-compassion requires you to hold space for yourself. To know that you are human and that you are not perfect. And that every day is a chance for you to grow, to evolve. And as such, it's no more about pitching the good and the bad in your life. But in taking every step required for you to at least cancel 
the bad in your life with more good. And that doesn't happen in isolation. It means that you have to take intentional steps to like say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is something I want to achieve. How do I go about it? And you go about it. So for me, it was like a feeling of it's okay to have things you're proud of while you are working towards other things. It gave me peace at that instance. I think for me, I felt like I had not just control, but I had the wisdom to tackle the stressors, the thing that can cause me stress in my life. It's a superpower, guys. Like, I felt powerful. I felt I felt in charge, you know, and that is why I would always say that wanting to get on the next thing is a distraction more than an achievement. You know, you look back and you're like, hey, I achieved this, 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 this. Yes. But what is your quality of life after all of that? What? Because in chasing the future, you get to miss out in the present and whatever present you miss out on, you never get it back. That's also the scary thing about it. But yeah, I won't bore you guys again with this slow living thing, but that's an update, a life update about me, where I am currently. And I, will, I must say, so far, I am content and happy and fulfilled and I have joy in my soul. Yes. Now... Certain perspective has also changed in my life and I'll be talking about two of them on this because I don't want this episode to be longer than necessary. But the two major perspectives that has changed in my life is on feminism. I made a post on International Women's Day on my WhatsApp status that I remember the, my crude feminist days and I smile you know, I smiled because I look back and I was like, yeah, you were fairy. You know, you wanted rights. You, in fact, I was aware of certain things that were my rights. I was aware of my humanity as a woman. And so, <laughs> you know, it can be very intoxicating because you're like, oh my God. So I had all this, all this while, you know, and sometimes... Without knowledge, you get to abuse some of these things. And so I remember my crude days of being a feminist, and I smile because right now, it doesn't mean that I am not a feminist, even though I am skeptical of not classifying myself or putting myself in a box and saying that I'm a feminist. But I am someone that believes in almost all of the feminist ideals because they align with the rights of women as humans first but now i've come to also realize that there are certain things that may not be applicable to me even though i'm a woman as a feminist and what are those things i realize that as much as i'm a human being i'm a woman right and i'm an african woman and sometimes these things are determine certain things. This is not to say that African women do not deserve certain rights. No, I'm just saying that 
how we go about certain rights as Africans will determine whether we get what is due to us as women. And so my perspective change is in the way that feminism is being pushed in Nigeria because I'm Nigerian I can't speak for you know Africa at large but in Nigeria because feminism has come a long way you know and it is a western ideology that started even though it aligns with human values it's a western ideology and so we cannot copy western methods verbatim into our African context because it will never work, you know. And so because of also the changes that come with feminism in the African space, there are bound to be resistance. How do we go about, okay, not fighting the resistance per se, but how do we deal with those resistance to ensure that we get what is due to us? Because method matters in these things. It's not about knowing your rights. How do you go about it? You know, there's this popular saying that freedom is not given. You know, you fight for it, you take it. But fighting doesn't literally mean taking clubs, axes, guns to go and fight. You know, it has to do with strategy, it has to do with mind power, it has to do with certain level of awareness that comes with how you deal with issues. So for me, that is the perspective change that I have on feminism that has made me realize that not <laughs> I, I mustn't choose to die on every hill. I must I must choose my battles wisely and how I fight them as a woman, as an African woman living in the world and interacting with other human beings, especially men. And men are not my enemy. That's one thing because uh, misandry is something that has also been mistaken for feminism. So that is also what comes with the awareness of being a feminist it is first a personal awareness and a journey before it is how you want to show up in the world and the battles or the hills you want to die on so that is my line that is where i am currently now on feminism and <laughs> it has made life easier for me because and i think that is also something we are losing sight of the fact that we may not all be Okonjiwalas, Chimamandas, you know, we will not all be that. But how are you as a woman in your space, in your community, in your workplace, living true to yourself, living authentically, living free? How are you modeling that? How is someone else, another woman seeing you and is inspired by you to live their truth, to live freely? For me, that is what feminism is. First, you know, we, we may not all make those huge impacts that will be celebrated on the podiums, but yes, we can inspire little girls around us to know that they have to live a certain way, you know. And with this year's theme of Break the Bias, I've also come to realize that 
most of the biases I needed to deal with was not outward but inward. So what were those biases that I have inwardly that is limiting me from living fully as a woman? You know, those were my questions. What is that thing? Because when we say society, who is society? Society is both men and women. When we, when we say patriarchy, patriarchy necessarily is not men, but a system. Who set up those systems? You know, and then when you begin to ask this question, you realize that these systems we are set up by both men and women. So the women are not totally absorbed from the problems that affect us. But then, where is the awareness that is needed for women to wake up and realize that? We also need to start saying no and breaking down the glass ceilings that we ourselves have also built. That is a barrier and that is a hindrance on us women. So, yeah, I may not have dealt with this. I might deal with it on another episode, but this is where I am in terms of perspective on feminism and you know i would say that i've come um, i've gradually evolved into knowing that not all narratives of feminisms are right and things can be factual but not true and things about feminisms feminism is not a one size fit all so it cannot cut across with the same methods across board, you know. And then we as women require strategy that work for us to get to our desired results. And yes, speaking of desired results, desired results are not immediate. While feminism has come and a lot of us has gotten to the extremes of it, we are gradually finding balance and coming back to what is really important which does not eliminate that there were consequences or after effects of our extremist um ways that we have done feminism for a while for a lack of a better word but yeah i know you get it you guys are smart and then lastly is my perspective on the evolution of men. You know, it's quite interesting that we as women, we've prided ourselves as a gender that has evolved more than men and that sometimes most men are not able to meet up with our evolution because they are way behind and or they weren't expecting that we women would one day you know come to this level of awareness and so it seems as if there is an imbalance when it comes to relations with the opposite gender especially if you're a self-aware woman but then i've also come to notice and observe that Men are actually evolving, even though it is not all men, because it's not even all women that are evolving as well. Not all men are evolving, but some men are evolving. And I remember the last, um, in one of my episodes, I mentioned that sometimes the challenge of being a single woman is that you meet a man 
but this man is not necessarily ready for commitments. And so you are left in that spot of saying, I won't force this man to marry me. So it's either I'm single or I go on with him and have this relationship that is not going anywhere, you know, or just, you know, enjoy myself, but it won't lead to any committed relationship at the end of the day. You find out that this man, this thing is also a result of their evolution. And what do I mean by that? Certain men are evolving. They are wanting different things that are away from the norms, from the patriarchal expectation of what a man's role should be. And it is interesting because as much as we have been saying as women that we want men to also evolve, we cannot determine or say how this evolution would go. So we cannot say you have to evolve into a man that will blah, 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 blah. It's noble. It's nice. It's right for them to evolve that way if they eventually do. But then this is human beings we are talking about with self-will, self-ambition, with the freedom to make their own decisions. And so it will be hard to want men to evolve into what we want they can only evolve into what they want they think they need and they desire at this point so you find men that are taking their time to discover themselves you find men that do not really find meaning in marriage you find men that want to live their life fully without any entanglements like a wife having children and I had this discussion with a male friend of mine who actually said that I am right because he is also on that path what he said to me was that even when they want women they are not wanting the conventional woman they are wanting a woman who knows herself who who has grown in her mind but the problem like we discussed further with him i discussed further with him was that there's a percentage of women that is this teeny 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 that is self-aware and there's this percentage of men that is teeny 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 that are coming into their evolution but then there is this big percentage of women who have not come into their self-awareness. And there's also this big percentage of men who have also not even started the journey of their evolution. And so what it means is that while these two teeny percentage are in this big pool of people, they will not necessarily meet themselves. They get to meet more of those people that have not yet stepped into their self-awareness and their evolution. And then you begin to hear narratives like men as calm, you know, fear women and all that. I hope this makes sense because I think I'm just spitting out a lot of things in my mind and not being cognizant of if I am using the appropriate word to bring about the consciousness that I want for it to bring. But I just hope you get it. So, I also have conversations with my girlfriends, and, I, and I'm like, 
if I am going, if I want a certain type of man, I'm not just asking myself, where would this kind of men be? I also ask myself, what lifestyle do they live? A self-aware man already knows that he doesn't need a woman to cook for him. He knows that a woman is not just her body. It's not about sex. So, like my friend helped me while we were having this conversation, he said that there are cultural values. So, there are things like we are both Christians, so we share the same type of cultural values, or we are both Igbos or Yorubas. We share the same cultural values, right? But then there are value culture, personal value cultures. And that is where the line is drawn. Because when it comes to personal value culture, it's more about, for instance, how do you see yourself as a woman? What do you think are gender roles? Those are personal value culture. That is not necessary. That it's not. Ne- it doesn't necessarily fit into the cultural values. It is what you have called value for yourself, and this is not a new concept because you find out that when you are looking out for a man or to marry, or they they advising you in singles retreats, they tell you find someone that you share the same value with. That is the value culture of every human being. So you begin to ask yourself, what is the value culture of this particular kind of man? So you find out for them, gender roles are no longer something for discourse. They can cook for themselves. They can take care of themselves. In fact, they are particular about the kind of food they eat. So it's not just about cook anything I'll eat. They are particular about the spaces they occupy, the kind of conversations they give their time to, the habits and the routines that they have created for themselves to enhance not just their productivity, but their level of awareness. They are particular about their bodies, living a healthy lifestyle engaging in certain activities that adds to them. A lot of them are on their healing journey as well. And with healing journey, it requires for them to like separate themselves and just sort out their issues. So with all this happening for various people all at the same time, you find out that it's a new dispensation, guys. And that is also why I named this um, episode a new dispensation because we are currently in a new dispensation that we need to be aware of as humans, as genders, the different genders, right? Then as a, as an individual living in the world at this point, it will do you more good to be aware of the changes that are happening around you. And not just for you to fit in, but to know how to navigate those changes and how you use them to suit your life. Because we cannot continue to say, I am single, there is no good man out there. That's a lie. There are a lot of good men out there. But are you aware of not just where to meet them, what are they looking out for? in a woman because you could also look at a man and say this is not what i want in a man but another man is out there looking at you and saying this is not what i want in a woman even with your career your money you know 
your exposure. It could just be that your values do not align. So the question now is, what are these values that this man stepping into their evolution, what are, what are their values? What do they look like? And it's not necessarily that you need to make your values align with them just for the sake of companionship or being married to this man, but it's for the sake of knowing how to navigate the relationship scene, if that is what you want. Or even how to interact with these people because they are our colleagues in the workplace. They are people we meet in our day-to-day lives. How do you begin to have conversations with this? How you begin to understand them, their thought process and all that. So, <laughs> oh my God, this felt like a lot. It almost felt like dumping, right? <laughs> I don't even know, but yeah, that is my perspective change now. That is my hate space now. And I thought to share because I know that certain perspective change is not, um, it's not just for one person. It could be happening for different people at the same time. So I don't know if it's something that resonates with you. Just hit me up and let me know so that we can talk about it. I know I'm not alone. My perspective could be wrong. Or it could be slightly wrong. It could also be right. Or slightly right. Or however, but sharing perspectives are things that I love. Because we, as human beings, we have our blind spots. That we are blind. <laughs> that we do not know. And we need other people's perspectives to like shine a light on those blind spots. So yeah, I do not claim to know everything. But I am that person that is willing to share what I think unapologetically and stand to be corrected yeah that's the freedom i bask in i think that is all i have for you guys on this episode hit me up and let me know where you are at the moment i have nothing more to say but take care of yourself and continue to be you till full bye Thank you guys for listening through this episode. As usual, let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram at the girl unplugged or chat me up on the Podrum app. I'll be looking forward to hear what you think, your thoughts, your comments, and all that good stuff. Don't forget to share with someone who you think might find this helpful. Hit the subscribe button to listen to more amazing stuff. And until the next episode, continue to be you till full. Bye.